You are listening to 2 plus 3 equals 6 with Tom and Jenna. I'm so glad it's come to this. Life has brought you here. <laughs> it's just balls sometimes. Yes, and we're going we're gonna to start in the middle. Not of the balls, but just like the oh, middle okay. of our story. Okay. We're going to start in the middle of our story. We really want that to be... <laughs> Because this story or this podcast is all about how you get through blending, blending families, right? So two people who come from previous relationships, bringing kids into it, and um, we thought it would be fun, <laughs> fun and fun. potentially more helpful to start this when we're in the middle of it rather than when we've accomplished it because people will get to hear us when we're in the thick of it and go through it with us and there's something to expressing your emotions and thoughts on big life stuff when you're still in it versus when you're on the other side and hopefully we'll be able to carry this through to the other side but for now, hopefully, I know, right? By, you know, this this could end with us just flipping each other off and, you know, yeah. being done with it. But yeah. um, no, So in we, other words, we're not experts no. on, on the subject of blending families. Um, we've never done anything like this before. And so far, <laughs> it's been a trip within a you know on its own um we, it's it, only been a year yeah a lot's happened in a year mm-hmm. um in which we'll we'll kind of go down that um that path of all the things that have happened in the, in the first year our first kiss to our first boner kiss first boner kiss <laughs> it's so dumb sorry maybe you didn't want me to go public with that you can cut it if you want but um I thought it was flattering. Right. Yeah. It, so, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So there's a lot of podcasts out there right right now. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got something to say. We're no different <laughs> in terms of of wanting to get our voices out there. But like like she said, like Jenna said, um, you know, we're yeah, we we kind of wanted to like chronicle our our journey into blending families because um we've never never done it it's easy for people to say you know once their kids have been grown and we had a blended family you know it it went so nice no it's easy to say that when you're on the outside looking in or when you're on the outside looking back on all the all the things that you went through and sometimes people don't remember. You no, know? they don't. And I'm starting to understand why, because when you're in the thick of it with a thousand children, it's all a fucking blur, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't know. <laughs> so, so you know, I guess the goal of what we want to share is how we're getting through it to hopefully, you know, hopefully reach people who can relate to blending families and blending families in an unconventional way or anybody who's ever done anything unconventionally and by that we're talking about marriage kids getting together buying a house we did not follow the 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 typical norm norm of of doing that and that has with that you know there's a certain amount of freedom in it of of Mm -hmm. doing you and making 
your dreams happen, even if it's not how things are typically done. But then there's also sometimes some judgment associated Tons with of judgment. it. Yeah, or actually a lot of judgment from outside sources, mm-hmm. and then that can put pressure on you as the couple for figuring out well is are, is this right for us because mm-hmm. other people don't really understand it um and maybe we don't fully understand it all the time too no i i've thought that where it's like okay we're jumping into this blending of a family but we're also a very new relationship mm-hmm. do we really understand what we're doing mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm. do we understand the gravity of the situation absolutely like we mm-hmm. we know how 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 difficult it's going to be but we're both still willing to be like all right let's throw on some armor and you know jump right in <laughs> you know but but we don't know what we're doing and i think that's also the 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 fun part of it though too Mm -hmm. you know so so we're gonna start you know in the middle like you said well and the goal of this episode is to introduce people to what we're gonna cover in the podcast but also to who who we are and even though we don't know what we're doing what has gotten us through it so far and and how we're getting through it yeah um so when it comes to the middle where we're at now is we've been together for about a year. Mm-hmm. We've been married for about three months. Yeah. Um, uh, both of us, it's our second marriage. And... Um, we bring forth kids. We do. We do. Uh, I'm Jenna, and I have three kids that I'm bringing to this. One of them is 10 um, and also has a chronic illness, and so there's that that we, we manage. Uh, one of them is eight. So I have a 10-year-old girl, an eight-year-old girl, and a two-year-old boy. <laughs> um, and my 10-year-old girl and my two-year-old boy are with me 100% of the time. So there's no split custody there. It's They're just always with me. And I've been used to being a single parent of three kids for several years and all of the independence and struggles that that come with that um just kind of been used to doing it alone um i'm also a full-time secondary teacher so i teach 10th grade and you know of course when you're a single parent why wouldn't you want to spend your work hours the one break that you get from your your kids with teenagers i mean (laughs) who who wouldn't live who wouldn't want to live that dream um I actually do love that though. Um, I also, prior to meeting Tom, had owned my own townhome. You know, there was a certain f- like independence and excitement that came after my divorce of being able to kind of start over and rebuild. And prior to meeting him, I was living with my kids um, in this tiny little townhome. Um, and, you know, in future episodes, we'll maybe go more into like what. Mm-hmm. you know dating was like before meeting tom or what our lives were like with our kids parenting solo versus to you know together but today is just all about who we are um a little bit about our story a little bit about I our guess, story you know. and how we began where we're at now and how we're gonna go forward yeah but and and my 
Well, yeah. No, my, my name is Tom, and what I'm bringing into the relationship is twin girls that are eight, well, now nine years old. Um, and I've been married before, post-divorce, I got an apartment, um, and then a year ago moved back into my parents to essentially save for a house that <laughs> that was unexpectedly, you know, um, that, that changed, and we'll go into that, but... Um, I just work in corporate America. I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just a cog in the machine. Um, Jenna's the one with the with the real career here, being a teacher, you know. So, and I'm not gonna go into what I do for a living in terms of like the industry, but it's corporate America. It's just desk work. That's all it really is. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I think, you know, in in future episodes, I this I, I've brought this up, but I really still think that we should like broadcast it like an argument that we have too. I think that that would be really kind of fun. Um, but we have a lot of aspirations for uh, this podcast, but it's also to me it's been therapy, just working on a project with with my wife. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's fun, and I've never been I've been fairly private in terms of like social media yeah you don't post shit yeah no um but But i had to do to get this motherfucker to tag me it was six tag me and i'm not even a huge social media user but i do like the occasional facebook couple picture and (laughs) what i had to do to get him to just fucking tag me once i got that guilt text like yeah that i've posted you know and you know X what? Number. That's that's all it is. Is once mm-hmm. in a whole year you tagged me after but... you requested it. Yeah. So it felt really right. genuine and special to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm fairly private, mm-hmm. and and so is she. So this is kind of venturing into the unknown of the interwebs, and um, but you know we we both have a lot to say on the subject. So I hope it. I hope that we can show like our vulnerability with this and I hope that people are willing to listen because right off the bat when you hear okay you've been together a year you have a million kids and what's so special you're married already what are you doing because because to a lot of people that can sound stupid you know and and in some ways yeah sure it is yeah no we got married before even living together um, we got married <laughs> you know we got married so, before celebrating her first her birthday <laughs> Yeah, I married like, him before <laughs> I even celebrated one of my birthdays with him because I met him shortly after my birthday. So, you know, um, and we do have an episode or we, we will do an episode about mm. the why, you know, why so quickly. But but we wanted to share where we're at now, which is, you know, um, those are the kids we're bringing to the table. So we are blending you know, five kids as it is. And what's interesting about it and blending in general is that it's never simplified. Like, oh, you bring my kids, I'll bring, or you bring Mm -hmm. your kids, I'll bring my kids and we'll be the Brady Bunch. It's like, no, each each situation with each kid is different. His is more of a 50-50 situation. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about like what it's like you know on my end trying to bond with his kids because that's very different than my situation where they're there with you two of my three kids are with me all the time and they don't have a father figure in their life and 
he's becoming that. And so we've had a lot of discussions about what it's like for me trying to figure out what my role is in his daughter's lives and having a really hard time blending with them because, you know, it's only 50-50. And typically when we are together, it's all the kids with all the kids so we're dealing with all the kids so it's very hard for me to to bond with his kids and form those relationships um and on his end you know he he is <laughs> filling more of a father figure kind of role mm. and you know that's to a 10 year old who's kind of been burned and who has some of her own thoughts about what that means but also to a toddler who's trying to understand why he's here sometimes yeah. and why he's not other times. Yep. And so, um, you know, we, we originally met because one of my friends thought that we were both nerds, nerds and that we, she's which correct. is accurate. I mean, she's, she's um, not wrong. Yeah. And kind of, you know, it was a slow process. Yeah. But, can we dive into that real quick? Yeah. Just real quick. Okay. What makes us nerds? Like, what makes you a nerd? What makes me a nerd? I know it's a, it's it's still on topic. Oh man, okay. But like, so, what really makes you a nerd? Okay, so there's a couple things. Number one, I'm more of an emo nerd, so like I get really in my feelings to <laughs> like '90s and early 2000s rock music and <laughs> when it's rainy outside I'll look outside and just think about longingly and think about what it means to connect with nature but the part that my friend also knew about is that like my favorite movies are Lord of the Rings and uh, you know um, epic shit like that and mm. and what's funny is that so I'm more into like the fantasy genre that's my favorite genre to read I also love reading books specifically the fantasy genre and I teach English for a living so I quite literally teach people at a high school level how to read so it's not just the phonics of the situation I teach them how to be a nerd basically like yeah. how to dive deep into books and analyze them and so and so really feel the characters emotions yeah and so you know my friend knew that and that's not you know pretty typical but what's funny is she told me that Tom was more like into Star Wars and stuff and so then I thought oh god yeah he's a you, Star Wars nerd yeah. that's a typical that's you bring a, a lightsaber to work one time yeah well, but it stays there but what's funny is she said oh he's and then you know he likes Star Wars and I'm like oh that's a different type of nerd but then when I stepped back I was like wait shit I actually know more about Star Wars probably than the average person um, and have seen. So I'll give this a go. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I guess I guess I'm even nerdy enough in that I know what kind of a nerd a Star Wars nerd is. And I know enough about Star Wars to know what that means. So, um, And for me, sometimes nerdiness equals, oh, they actually have something to talk about because nerds love to talk about shit. So I, I was kind of excited. Um, when I heard that so that's kind of how she described it yeah and I'm the, I guess I mean you kind of nailed it with the Star Wars but I guess you know like Lord of the Rings read, reading um, but I'm, I feel like I'm more your classic 80s nerd mm -hmm. uh, D&D oh, video games um, yeah. you know so my, my nerdum uh, I feel like an original like an Do original you? nerd with like the D&D &D and the comic books and and 
the Lord of the Rings, you know, you know, before it all was cool kind of thing, even though it's really not mm-hmm. cool. Like we have this argument all the time that I'm like the cool nerd, but um, so yeah, so I was introduced by my my coworker as you know like yeah she's a nerd like you, and then we exchanged numbers eventually. Well, we were relying on her to give me his number, and she kind of dragged her feet with it a little bit. Um, and then once she finally did, I reached out to him. And, and yeah, we'll we'll talk more about what it was yeah. like when we started dating each other. So yeah. we won't get too far yeah. into that. But, but that's how we met. Um, yeah. And, and I guess it's a good, you know, a good time to describe that, you know. Um, Tom and I weren't new to dating when we met each other. So no. I think that's important to know is, yeah, we're both divorced. But we, we've been out there. You know, we've we've been in situations where it could have been a committed thing before and I don't know why I feel like I have to justify (laughs) that we got married when we did but I do feel that way because when you do get married quickly you feel like you have to justify it like you have to have a you have to prove that you're right to be together and it's like at the end of the day it's your own fucking life and you know when it's it and you know when it's not especially if you've made some fucking mistakes and (laughs) and we have some very big ones and yep. so and, and not everything has been a catastrophe there have been mistakes but there have also just been average dates where it's like you know what that just nope it's not there and so I shouldn't you shouldn't have to justify it but you feel like you do but I'll say this even from texting back and forth we could carry on in a conversation I was excited to get messages mm-hmm. from him there was some substance to them And then the biggest thing is when we finally did connect for our first date, here comes the cheesy moment, is I started a conversation with this man that I never wanted to end. And it was like, as soon as I sat down with him, I knew that this was the best friend I had been waiting to talk to my whole life. Um, And I had been, although I was a very independent person, I was also (laughs) a very lonely person. And... um, you, you do get to a point where you only start to share yourself with so many people when you lose friendships and when you relationships don't work out you get to a point where you get frustrated you, you do you get frustrated and you just kind of do your thing and it was like no this this person is actually I can share things with him and by things I mean my thoughts the things that I loved I love to create mm-hmm. I love to write I love to to observe things people create that which is why I like to read books you know people created that I love that um you know I like art I like nature creation you know I love I love well not in like a religious <laughs> did, way but what you did, know what yeah, I mean yeah but what it's, did you say what did you say earlier when we were like you were looking out in the rain you you wanted to be part of, what was it like a Oh God! You really, that's what they're yeah. gonna know about me, right? Yeah, no, you're like, you're like, yeah, I like looking out at the rain. You, you were doing your your emo thing, but oh, then you're like, God. okay, so yeah, he came like, by. He came by. <laughs> came by, and uh, we'll talk about that. I don't know. I was looking at it's summer, and I love summer. And you know, we live in the Midwest, so fuck. You know, so you it rains just a little hate bit. your life. Well, no, you hate your life. So <laughs> I hate my life seven months of the year because it's a frigid hell. But I don't know. I was just looking out the window, and I just said. You have to understand that in summer, I have all these emo moments when it rains where I, I, I open the window and I listen to the wind and the leaves and and I imagine and, and the rain as it hits the forest floor. And I imagine what it would be like to be like a woodland spirit oh, what? at one with oh, it all. That was it. 
And that's where I am more of an emo nerd, you know. But whatever, I don't even know why we're talking about that right now. I just, but, I just, but it's it the fact that I can say mind. shit like that to him, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing: is I'm joking, but it's also true. Like, I'm no, it fucking is. weird, you know. So like, when you have someone who you can be all of yourself with, that is huge. Um, mm-hmm. And when you are coping with things post divorce or post post bad dating, you do just start to kind of be protective and sort of just keep parts of yourself to yourself because it hurts too much to kind of share things Mm -hmm. that don't really that don't really have a place so so with Tom it was like I knew the minute I started talking to him that that this was who I had been waiting to talk to this was my best friend this was my family and of course I was extremely attracted to him also and amazing and so and and we i guess we didn't say how old we were either so i'm also 34 i was 33 when i met him and again like that's you know i've been a been around the block a little bit and he's uh he's almost 42 so yeah um yeah we've been out there we've been out there yeah we've lived we've lived um jesus so so you know so we've um, been out there we've experienced what the world and the people in it have to mm -hmm. have to offer Mm -hmm. um so we were kind of pleasantly surprised when we met each other that Mm -hmm. um i love that pleasantly surprised that sounds so formal Well, you do hit a point with dating where you get disappointed so much at things not working out or people not being who you thought the expectations are low somebody actually is Mm-hmm. who they say they are it's it's amazing um but fast forward to the middle so like a lot of our dating life you know we would we would spend every minute together that we could that we um, could yeah with having again five kids between the two of us that are on different schedules and we both we brought up our jobs this isn't really about our jobs but no. what you have to know is that both of us have demanding jobs like when i'm at work I, teachers don't get a normal adult lunch break even like you better be able to pee and eat a sandwich at the same time mm-hmm. if you're a teacher because you you know we get 20 minutes uh, you if just that. can't yeah you can't we're busy at mm-hmm. work um and so it was hard to talk a lot um you know and then we'd have our kids we were just we were just busy but the way that we did dating is like we found babysitting help when we could whether family was available or we decided to spend a million dollars on a babysitter yeah um you know and we would go out um when when we could and and the way that we you know still connected even dating is we would just find moments Moments, to connect and and we would have you have to be okay especially when you're blending with things not being ideal like you have to get over because in our case you know we were 42 and 34 and Mm -hmm. meeting the person we wish we would have met when we were 20 and had (laughs) all the freedom in the world to have late night talks or go out for drinks or watch a movie from start to finish i know right or go to a movie when it comes out yeah i mean all the basic things that you want to do when you start dating someone you you can't do when you're on the other side of mm-hmm. kind of starting your life over and um and one little weird thing that we just realized that happened is we got married before we had our first official movie date in a theater isn't that fucked? <laughs> like literally we never went to a movie together this past week and we've never gone mm-hmm. and to give you a little bit of a, a uh, not a preview but a little glimpse into like our dating too 
Um, it was maybe every other weekend. Yeah. We'd we, have we, a four-hour date, mm -hmm. like, again, with, you know, parents watching the kids or paying a babysitter. If that, it was if maybe that. every couple weekends. I wouldn't yeah. say even every other. Once a month. Yeah, probably. Once a month, we, we would have maybe four hours, five hours, um, and it would be, like, a bonus thing if, like, there was, like, a wedding we had to go to or some mm -hmm. sort of event that we that we couldn't get out mm -hmm. of, you know, and those didn't happen all the time. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was very sporadic. Um, having all this, having alone time. So it wasn't like typically dating. Like I've never dated anybody with kids. Um, so it was a challenge at, not at first, I shouldn't say challenge. It was a, a welcomed challenge, but it wasn't your standard. Oh, we get, get to see each other every day and we just mm -hmm. get to have all these, like you said, late night talks and, and uh, dinners it was it it was separated a lot and we thought we would bring up that you know in in future episodes it might sound like we hate our kids but we don't it's just a <laughs> yeah. matter of yeah it's a matter of okay kids are ridiculous do do, well they are ridiculous they're just ridiculous they are but how do you do, like, when you when you finally meet someone again that you wish you would have met when you were 20 years old and had all the time in the world to explore with and talk with and whatever, um, how do you how do you cope with maybe, honestly, the feelings of, like, loss or regret? Because if we're being real, sometimes mm -hmm. you do regret choices you made in the past that made it so hard to just be with be. this person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you deal with that but then also it's like of course we love our kids but we had we had each adapted to a life alone and mm -hmm. um a life of parenting alone and now we're together and we're wanting to date and just be with each other and, it, and it's hard because your perspective on life just changes now you're not just this single parent or you're not you know playing that role it's like no i'm i'm in love now and mm -hmm. i i need to <laughs> I want to find time to just be with this person because the other thing is, you know, divorce, single parenthood, whatever, that can start to make you feel like you're just fulfilling certain roles and you forget who you actually are and just as an individual. Parenting in general, you can kind of just take on being you mom, being dad, whatever. You can lose yourself in it really quickly. Um, and you forget about what, it, or even in your job, you can become the teacher, you can become the corporate cog, whatever, and mm -hmm. you just forget about yourself and what you like to do. And Tom I... reminded me of what I loved <laughs> to do and what I loved to talk about, and I just felt like myself again. Yeah. Well, um, and when you met me, that's what, exactly what I was, though. Yeah. Corporate cog, that's what I, if I didn't have my kids, I was, I was um, working. Mm-hmm. 12 hours for what <laughs> like, yeah. for what for what but I mean I was I was that's that's what I had kind of succumbed my life to was mm -hmm. working and kids and again my arrangements 50 you know 50 50 so yeah. um, you'd think when I didn't have my kids that I'd be trying to explore life and see life and instead I was just kind of like just filling in the gaps in between having the kids not having the kids and then all of a sudden I meet her and I didn't want to fill in gaps anymore I kind of found the filler you know I'm a filler you're a filler yeah 
god. That sounds so. so I'm so, I'm very romantic. Um, no, but but you know it it changed things. You know, like love will change you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but but yeah. Well, no. What what changed though? Like what? Well, this I, is gonna sound I, so vain, and it's not just about vain. It's just for tell the sake me how of pretty I am. Well, yeah, I mean that. But also, <laughs> yeah. what what was it that changed when you I didn't, met me? Well, I I didn't want to spend those extra hours at work. I wanted to spend them with you. You know, so um, yeah, I didn't want to didn't want to waste any more time uh, so, with something unfulfilling. And, um, so, I mean, our, our main goal was just to find ways to be together and to have fun together. Even and a brief moment. Even briefly, yeah. <laughs> Which they and, are. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what we wanted to do. But we also, you know, blending starts before you live together. Like, that's something where it's like people think of blending of as when you, yeah. So, I mean, it's like getting through introducing our kids and what some of our differences are and but also just trying to date you know Mm -hmm. in the middle of all this and so what I wanted to say about that is that you kind of have to be okay with life not looking how you wish it could look you kind of have to work through God, which is difficult yeah at least for me I was going to say that was more difficult for for you than I think it was for me. I yeah. had to come to terms with it, but that was a real struggle for you. And I'm I'm bringing it up not to say, oh, that was hard for you, but because I think no, but it is, people can it... probably relate to that. And so no, it was I it think... was hard. Sometimes it still is hard. You know, it's it's I don't know, I don't know the yeah. Well, it's like all he wanted to do, like, you know, all you want to do is have a weekend away together or mm-hmm. even just a weekend because we're nerds to talk about books or to watch, you know, a nerdy TV series yep. and just talk about it and cook together or whatever simple things or to or big things to, you know, mm-hmm. traveling to Peru or some shit or like going <laughs> on a cruise, you know, just doing those big couple things too. You kind of have to be okay with when you're blending. You've got to come to terms with like... You have to be okay with those moments that mm-hmm. you get, but mm-hmm. you never know when those moments are going to come, so mm-hmm. you kind of have to be patient for them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but there are still days where I wake up where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this right now. I want to... Like you said, I want to go to dinner. I want to come home, watch a movie, fall asleep to the movie with you, wake, wake up. up have sex have sex whatever and not have to deal with can i have ice cream i'm hungry i'm hungry run to the time you know run up Mm -hmm. you know just uh and and yeah yeah so i i still struggle with yeah so you do have to get to a point where you're okay with just accepting what your life is and finding a way to be happy until honestly kids, kids are 18 get older out of the house and Fuck. It, <laughs> leave <laughs> here's your backpack <laughs> so um we we realized pretty shortly after being together that we wanted to get married and, and we were like shit. we were love this girl love this guy <laughs> we should do that and we also talked about wanting you know this destination wedding because neither of us wanted a big wedding and can we just stop with that whole okay if people are getting married for the second time don't ask them oh well have you been married before or assume that they want a small wedding yeah 
because it's less of a big deal no like people at a second marriage like it's like you you realize what you want and what you don't want Mm -hmm. and chances are if somebody is having a small wedding like in our case for their second marriage it's because that's what they well that's what they wanted in the first place and they realized (sighs) especially after having a first one that they don't want to pay thousands of dollars for dinner for people who are just going to talk about how shitty their wedding was anyway. And how they wasted and a so, weekend on this wedding? Yeah. So I give it two years. You know? it, yeah, no. So we, so just a general etiquette thing. So many people said, oh, well, have you been married before though, right? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's, I don't know. Don't, don't say shit like that. Or like, because you've been married before, mm-hmm. it's like, mm, oh, yep, yep. So you're engaged. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, people don't think it's that as big of a deal. So, and we're not expecting pe- we were never expecting people to think it was a big deal but the reactions we got out of people were exactly that they're kind of kind of gross kind yeah. of like oh it's your set is it her first oh it's her second you know mm, like they would do that i'm yeah. sitting here telling somebody like yeah over the weekend got engaged and then yeah so let's like flip what that means it's like no you know kudos to people who are willing to you know mm-hmm. get out of something that wasn't right a decision they made in their early 20s before they knew what they wanted go through all the pain that that is you know when you've shared a life with someone and then figure out what you actually want mm-hmm. and grow up and pursue the relationship you actually want so anyway that's that's just a side note but we figured out pretty quickly we wanted to to get married because it's like we had spent a, enough of our lives without each other and it, it just, it was hard, you know, not being together and not in like a codependent kind of way, but it's like, you know, we wanted this is to do the it. person yeah, we, we wanted to, but <laughs> it's like, this is it. the person I want to come home to. This is the person I want to share my day with. This is the person I want to parent with. Even if I don't fully know what that looks like yet, <laughs> I, I want to share my life with that person. Let's just, so our original plan was to, um, elope to the beach somewhere in Florida or something. Yep. And that's, more my thing because I love the ocean and heat Um, and so we were going to get married you know summer of 2022 and just do a small destination wedding in June July August sometime Um, then towards the end of the summer maybe look at you know buying a house whatever Um, here's where we maybe regressed a little bit and and where um (laughs) things get things start to get unconventional and so, complicated. so back to back to the middle okay like we we've spent a good chunk of this episode revisiting the beginning but kind of talking about the middle in there right now we are in the middle of our relationship and of blending and it is very unconventional and and it's okay so we started dating june of 2021 yeah mm-hmm. yep, yep fast forward just six months six short months later to six December months of, Christmas Eve yeah yeah well it would have been around, but yep well, well yeah um, yep so the reveal I was I, I was late <laughs> and you know just happened to have a couple pregnancy tests lying around because that's what people have and thought I would just take one on Christmas Eve to see what was up and sure enough something there, was up something was up yeah. in my uterus and 
baby. Yep. And it's like six months together. We have five kids. All we want to do is spend time together. So naturally, a 42 and a 34-year-old, you know, are, are, yeah. are surely, are surely smart enough to avoid an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. No. No. Um, nope. And, no. And so... That's the part that's unconventional, too. It's like, you know what? <laughs> As two people who have had unplanned pregnancies, it's like, you know, maybe be a little more cautious. But, uh, you know, he of the moment. There are 21-year-olds so... that have more sense. <laughs> yeah. So so then there's this, okay, we weren't trying to have a baby. No. And all we want is more time together. So it's like, great. Like... We already have five children. We already just want those children to grow up so we can hang out. And now let's, let's start just start over, over again yeah. with a fucking infant. <laughs> and again, that we're probably not financially ready for either. So blessed. So, so and 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 it's one of those things where the unconventional part and and they're you know worrying about facing judgment of oh yeah okay that's probably why they're getting married she's pregnant oh, oh okay. that's exactly what and people probably yeah, think that's and what they so, think and that's okay so it was like okay we were supposed to get married in june or july i didn't want to be seven months eight months pregnant you know mm -hmm. and not be able to have a glass of wine at my wedding i didn't want to travel to florida seven or eight months pregnant right like nobody wants to do that especially when and you can't so, drink well that's just it and so we kind of put the wedding plans on hold we both kind of had a hard time with it of you know we were just excited to get married to be together to make that commitment and now there's something else so i went through a little bit of a grieving period december january a little bit of february where i kind of just had to give up on this fun destination wedding that mm -hmm. I wanted to do and Tom and I decided well we'll just look at maybe trying to move in together by the summer you know sell my townhouse mm -hmm. and then and then we'll you know we'll get married maybe next December of 2022 yeah. um, then we thought well it was Valentine's Day yeah and Tom presented an idea you oh I thought you were you wanted to. It was your idea. Well, I mean, it was my idea, but there, there was a lot that goes into it. You talked about like accepting, you know, grieving a, a, a little bit of the loss of of our future plans. Um, everything okay? Okay, um, you know, grieving the loss of our future plans. And, you know, it was. I, I I could tell that she was still upset that you know. That it wasn't kind of going to kind of be the same, same tone, the same manner, the same like, you know, like it'd be after the baby's born, and you know, she obviously everyone wants to look, you know, pretty and handsome on their wedding day or day, and and um, so we're just we're at a restaurant, and I'm just like, why don't we just get married next weekend? <laughs> like it was very not romantic. It was just like let's just do it, and she. You kind of looked at me like what uh, like like for real and i'm like yeah and then she just goes into go mode and all of a sudden within a week we've we're we're married mm -hmm. you know so there was no big plan i honestly feel like it would have been the same kind of planning if we had done a destination thing where it was just us because like quite frankly we didn't want kids involved period mm -hmm. and that might sound selfish to some but even if we weren't 
having another baby. Um, I, I don't want the kid. I didn't want the kids there. Mm-hmm. I wanted it just to be us because it sounds so terrible. We have so little time mm-hmm. with the, you know, with each other. And, you know, we're always around kids one way or another. There's a child around in, in the vicinity. Um, you know, they attack from the sides like raptors and just learn that. Um, mm-hmm. Not really, but, um, you know, so we wanted to do something, I, I guess, it just that was just her and I. And so it was a very small, but very pretty little ceremony. Yeah, I still found a way to make it beautiful because that's just it. Part mm-hmm. of the reason I was going to wait in the first place is I didn't want to. Well, this was a wedding I actually knew was the right thing to do, and I wanted it to be beautiful. And, you know, the reason I agreed to it is because we got married in April instead of July, so I wasn't as far along in my Mm -hmm. pregnancy. There was a little bump there, but I still was able to find a dress that I felt beautiful Mm -hmm. in. Um, And, you know, we were able to find this beautiful hotel not too far from home, and we just did it, and it was just ours. And... um, we said what we wanted to. There were only a few people present, and mm-hmm. I I have no regrets about it. You know, Mm-mm. we can still eventually go on a trip and celebrate each other. And so, you know, but, but part of what makes it unconventional is at the time that we got married, we were still living separately. Mm-hmm. I still lived in my townhouse yeah. while pregnant. He still lived with his mom with my mom you know there's also the fact of like it was very hard for us to get together on the weeknights that he had his kids because his mom lived 25 minutes away and so you know part of the struggle we faced with that middle thing is there was some resentment there of like well the nights you have your kids I don't get to see you so it felt like an either or situation which was tough so that was one piece about blending that we had to work through and have a lot of talks about, especially once I got pregnant, because I felt like the second family, you know, which is sad, mm-hmm. but that's how I felt. So we had to have a lot of those tough conversations, especially after we were married. So it's like we've we've lived separately as a married couple, which people have a really hard time understanding. Oh, do they ever? But it's like... And it's the, normal to us now, I feel. Well, not I shouldn't say now, but... Well, and it's, it's what we wanted. And it's like, obviously, our end goal is to live together and we're on our way to that in just a few weeks. But it's like, that's what we needed to do to to have what we wanted and it doesn't matter if other people don't get it like that's what mm-hmm. we wanted and I have no regrets about it so you know where we've been the last few months is like I we wanted to sell my town home first so that we didn't get stuck with two mortgages at once so our plan once we got married was to sell my townhouse mm-hmm. and then I move in temporarily with my parents um, because we just don't have between us we have five almost six kids nobody really has the space in their house to house all of us so we continued living separately i moved in with my kids with my parents once i sold my house he's still living with his mom Mm -hmm. and um honestly this has been the hardest part of our relationship and what eventually pushed us to start the podcast is that The biggest issue we've had in the last few months is trying to make all these big life decisions. And by that, I mean, like, what mortgage is right for us, what house is right for us, preparing for a baby, trying to figure out how to parent the rest of our kids, and trying to still just be together in a space that wasn't our own. Because once we lost my my house, 
And again, this is just temporary, but we still did. Once I had to sell my house, um, or chose to sell my house, yeah, it was chose. like, I shouldn't say I lost it. I chose to sell it. I pl yeah. We planned that, this but <laughs> but I guess I'm still kind of sad, you know? But of course, it's, yeah. Thank we didn't God have... we sold it when we did, too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another conversation. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, it, it everything went smoothly with selling my house. But we didn't have our own space anymore. So oh, it was yeah. even harder to just be together because my kids and I are all kind of sharing rooms and stuff at my parents' place. So we went through a lot of shit of just me being upset, um, <laughs> feeling abandoned here a little bit. A little bit. Um, you I'm know, not laughing at that emotion. I'm just... But... <laughs> in inappropriate moments of me feeling uh, sort of abandoned um him feeling maybe inadequate that this was our situation and so we had to have a lot of because oh, yeah. you did you said that oh, right fuck yeah. yeah so we had just a lot of tense conversations while both living with our parents trying to buy a house and we're on a timeline of like a baby's coming in august okay yeah. and it's you know, May, June. And so just really feeling under the wire with things. And so all of this is unconventional, right? Like we got married, we, we are having a baby, all that before we even live together. But, and the good news is there's like absolutely no pressure. It's not stressful <laughs> at all. So it's, it's kind of like, and, and we're not doing it because we're having a baby. We're doing it because we want to be together. Is it, is it fast tracked a little bit? Yes. But ultimately this is what we want. And, and this podcast he mentioned earlier was about, he said it was about being therapeutic. Well, when you blend families and you have a, a serious relationship, you know, you and you start to try to get rid of some of maybe unhealthy old habits or you try to have a good communication with your partner and all that, but you don't totally know what you're doing. For, for us, I said, you know what, we should just start it now. We don't live together. Originally, we were going to live together, but I said, no, let's start it now because for a couple reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, one, as we said before, people can maybe relate to it better because we're in the thick of it. But also something that worked for me when I was just alone, like a healthy coping mechanism I had that just helped me cope with life's difficulties was to create. I would write when I was sad and it made me feel so much better um, being able to name something, being able to talk about something and kind of take it into my own hands. Um, when we talked about what we wanted these episodes to be, that allowed us to create something together. So for yeah. us, it's therapeutic because we can kind of take a hold of our own story and how ridiculous it is and feel like some of the things that are maybe outside of our control, like we have maybe some more of more control or more of a role in it than we think we do. And it's it's been a great, you know, or, you know, it could be a great place to, to talk about some of these things. So um, so where we're at now is we're a little ways away from actually, like, closing on our house and yeah. moving in together. But, um, you know, we're really, we're really in the thick of it. It's unconventional, but I hope that there's people out there listening who have done things a different way, who, who know, because, I mean, the takeaway from this episode could, you know, could be do what's right for you because yet mm -hmm. we face judgments we face people not understanding but at the end of the day this is what's gonna this this is what we wanted and this is the person that i want to come home to and this is the way that we're doing it and it's we, we are on our way so even if something isn't how you typically do things 
well, so what? Like, both of us have done things the typical way sometimes, and didn't that didn't work. fucking work. So it's like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, sort of just follow what you feel like is the right thing to do. And, mm-hmm. and even if it's extremely unconventional and other people might not or understand. just insane. Well, well, yeah, like they, you I mean, know, fuck them if they don't get it. It's like it's it's your life and you are going to be the one who has the consequences of right. of whatever you choose say. to do or who experiences the happiness from what you choose yeah. to do. So yeah. take that risk. You never know. So future episodes going to be all about, you know, a little bit of more details about what our dating life was like before we met each other. It's a good one. Um parenting what it is like to parent this many kids um tough how we get through conflicts together alcohol um, i mean <laughs> yeah because i can drink because yeah yes. no um and we're just hoping to reach people who who are blending or even people who've done things a little bit differently and hopefully encourage them through it or, or share get, your or share, yeah. share your wins mm-hmm. how about that that too share your wins you know because there's there's it sounds terrible but there's not many wins (laughs) you know when you know there's not many wins when you're when you're blending families you have to kind of take them as they come you know because and sometimes you have to look hard for them and be like oh the kids are getting along (gasps) win you know Win. win you know but you know so so yeah we hope that this 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 cast, this podcast, wherever you want to call, call it, it. I don't know, fucking, I don't know what they call them. This, this show. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope it's entertaining at, 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 at the very least, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, that's how I feel. Yeah. So, cause we got some funny shit to say and stupid shit to say. And hard shit to say. Like, oh, yeah. you know, no. it'll get fucking real. Cause I, you know, yep. just telling your partner, they suck yeah or like coming to terms with feelings about being a step parent and feelings about how your partner you know parents different yeah like fuck man those are some conversations yep so we've had them previous to this and then (laughs) having they they don't get easier no therapists tell you well, find time for you. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, so we are, you know, okay, we we do that, but also it's like it's... <laughs> we've had to be creative about how we find time for us because there's not a textbook explanation of how to find your own time in the midst of not just raising this many mm-hmm. kids, but also having conversations about how to raise this many kids. In behind a locked door. <laughs> You know, just, yeah, just for five minutes. Right? Yeah, without being interrupted. Um, right. And so, um, to end the name of this podcast, right, is, yeah. uh, you know, two plus three. Equals six. Because, like, he has two kids, and I have three kids. <laughs> yeah, but then we're then adding we one, one more. Then we made so. one, because that was smart. Yeah. It was smart. Just it, like <laughs> math equations that don't add up. Yeah. All right, see you next time.